the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Friday, and you know what that means. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. And thank you, Robert De Niro. You know, sometimes we have a tough time here uh, thinking about who deserves to be Jerk of the Week. And as much as we don't want to open two shows in a row talking about this creep, we had no choice. Bobby gets it for this phone call to his executive assistant. Upset with me because I you tell me how nice you have it, you life over there, and you don't answer my call. How dare you? You're a good, you're about to be quiet. You history. How dare you? With all the good things you do, this is epic. Christmas, this. How dare you? you disrespect me? How, how much you did? You want another position? You want another position? Then change one another position. Go off somewhere. But don't, don't. Yeah, and he also, according to the lawsuit, uh, at least she claims that uh, he made her scratch his back, which I like. Anyway, if we had an award for hypocrite of the week, uh, Robert would be a slam dunk for that one, too. He's a big Hillary Clinton fan, and I wonder what she thought when she heard that recording. And the beautiful thing is, is that uh, that recording went around the world yesterday, and it ended up right here on the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us. Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. And when we come back, uh, speaking of jerks, we're going to talk to a guy who's written a piece about a guy named Schiff. And it's called Schiff's Deep State Collusion. And later on in our second half hour, a guy who's written a book called The Boy Crisis. Stick around. and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters, and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. MAD is here to help. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. 
Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. Regenerate Me, now open in Bethel Park, is helping people restore, rebuild, and regenerate their bodies through Advanced Biological Therapy, or ABT. Advanced Biological Therapy gets amazing results by helping your body regenerate skin, restore metabolism, and relieve chronic joint problems to avoid surgery. Regenerate Me specializes in bone and joint issues like arthritis, skin problems due to aging, and even fat loss. Learn more at RegeneratePGH.com. From the Services tab, click the ABT Candidate Program and fill out the questionnaire. A health professional will call you back and help you determine if advanced biological therapy is for you. Regenerate Me's equipment and treatments have been cleared for safety by the FDA and are not covered by health insurance or Medicare. Call 412-851-3811 to schedule a no-obligation consultation or attend the next office dinner lecture on October 16th, catered by Pasta 2, to find out more. Seating is limited. RSVP now. 412-851-3811. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geo political, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps, touch the western wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager on the Stand with Israel Tour by going to TheAnswerPGH.com slash Israel. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. It's Friday and Donald Trump is still president and hasn't been impeached yet as far as I know. Democrats are still fired up and maybe one of these days they'll actually put it to a vote. But right now it's all happening pretty much in the media Adam Schiff is still the ringleader, and the big question about him is how much did he know about the whistleblower, and when did he know it? Matthew Vadum had a column yesterday at FrontPage.com with the headline, Schiff's Deep State Collusion. He joins us now. Thanks for being here. Hey, good to be here. Thanks. I appreciate it, Matthew. So, has anything changed um, since yesterday to make you any less convinced of the collusion? <laughs> no. No, the collusion by the Democrats, uh, uh, or at least the um, collusion's a funny word. Uh, the, the 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 work that the Democrats are doing with this with the so-called deep state um, and the media to undermine President Trump continues, um, and uh, they're they're moving along with their phony um, impeachment inquiry, which has not been authorized on the House floor. So. Um, I guess I guess it's going to uh, it's it's going according to plan. Um, from their perspective, they want to get Trump impeached by Thanksgiving or Christmas, and and they look like they're well on their way to accomplishing that. Yeah, and this the uh, the the whistleblower thing kind of popped up sort of out of nowhere. I mean, after the the Mueller report didn't, didn't give them what they wanted. How long do you think they were working on this or sitting on this, and how long do you think they had it in their pocket to, to come come out with this? Oh, at least a few weeks, possibly a few months. Um, um, it, it, it would appear that some people have, who've seen the whistleblower complaint said that it, um, it looks like it was written by committees or at the uh, committee or it was written by a bunch of lawyers, and and that's true. It doesn't really read, you know, like a typical sort of, I understand a whistleblower complaint would would look like, um, and the person's not really a, a whistleblower because you can't be a whistleblower against the president of the United States. It it doesn't really work that way. It's, the whistleblower laws are designed to um, so that you can um, um, 
so that you can expose other government officials. But the president doesn't have any such restraints on him. So it's just a really bizarre way that they've done this. And um, and uh, it really reeks of desperation. And you, you recall Pelosi announced that Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, announced that the House was going ahead with an impeachment inquiry before she'd even before the, the whistleblower complaint had even been released. So um, it looks like the fix has been in from the very beginning. And that gets back to what you, your, the headline of your column uh, was Schiff's deep state collusion. Um, he was caught in a pretty big lie, wasn't he? About uh, having, you know, he was expressing ignorance about the uh, the whistleblower complaint and the whistleblower like this was all a big surprise to him. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, you know, just like President Obama used to say, whenever things bad, bad things happen, that he read about them in the newspaper. So, right. Um, you know, I'm not surprised that Adam Adam Schiff would do that because he is, as President Trump says, says pretty shifty. Um, I, I think it's pretty clear that that um, Adam Schiff is part of this this ongoing conspiracy to take out uh, the president um, that started. I guess from the moment that President Trump was elected, um, you know, putting together, working with um, the Obama administration, uh, which which put together um, Spygate and um, and used um, the Russian, uh, you know, the so-called P-gate dossier that Hillary Clinton put together um, from the the former um, British spy Christopher Steele, and they've been trying to do this for some time, and this is just the culmination of their efforts. And do the non-Fox News channels uh, continue to ignore or downplay Joe Biden's connection? And how long can they keep doing that if they have been doing that? Well, they keep painting it as it, like it's a cons- like this is a conspiracy theory that Biden. We don't know that Biden broke any laws, or that little Biden, that is um, cokehead uh, philanderer son Hunter Biden, broke any laws necessarily. But it certainly looks suspicious that that Hunter Biden was being paid fifty thousand dollars a month by. Uh, a big uh, U- Ukrainian um, uh, energy concern, um, and that uh, Vice President, then Vice President Biden, had a prosecutor who was looking into Burisma, this comp- this Ukrainian company, um, fired um, on pain of losing a billion dollars in U.S. aid. And and there's no doubt about Biden doing that. He admitted it on a on a videotape that we've seen from a meeting of the um, Council of Foreign Relations a couple of years ago. He was bragging about it. So, you know, something, I don't know what the Bidens did that was illegal. Maybe they didn't do anything illegal. But there is certainly enough information here to justify a proper investigation. And I think President Trump is absolutely right to do that. Um, if, if something, you know, criminal has been done, then it needs to be exposed. A lot of people also leave out the fact that there is a mutual legal assistance treaty between Ukraine and the United States. It's been around since Bill Clinton's days. It came into effect in the year 2000. And so the two countries are obligated to assist each other in investigating criminal matters. So, you know, should, should the Bidens get a pass because one of them may be, may be Trump's opponent in the 2020 election? I don't think so. They, they, they shouldn't get a, a privilege against being investigated just because of that. Right. And here's the other thing. But that's uh, what Democrats say. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and there's the media are saying that there's no there there, and it's a it's a conspiracy, and it's a it's a, it's a witch hunt uh, against uh, Joe Biden. Now we're talking to Matthew Vadim of uh, FrontPageMag.com. Right. Uh, here's the thing, uh, Matthew. I I look at a guy like Joe Biden, and I, I don't know what he what his son was doing over there. And I'm I'm you know like everybody else waiting to find out if number one they're going to really investigate it, and two what they find out if they do. But um, Joe Biden's been around for a hundred years, and what the and this is just a theory of mine. I want to throw out at you the only way that he would think I think that his son could get away with making that kind of money. When everybody knows he wasn't qualified for the job that he was supposed to have been hired to do, and it's the same with with the Russian collusion, all the deep state stuff, is that to me it all goes back to them believing, and I say them, I mean the Democrats and people like Joe Biden, that there was no way that that Hillary Clinton was going to could possibly lose to Donald Trump, and so no matter what they they were doing, they didn't think they were going to be caught. 
No. No. And I think that's a big part that's of it. Right. They, 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 the, the thing that bothers them the most about Trump is that he made what they thought he, – he screwed up their plans because Hillary was going to win and – and then they, then all the stuff would be just swept away, right? So they wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, 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 you know, they count on, um, on, um, on, on rigging the rigging the, the prosecution that way, so that um, uh, Democrats get off scot free and Republicans get investigated till the cows come home, and that's just that's the way it's been for. for you know, for some time. And uh, I'm still amazed that Congress hasn't looked into all, hasn't really done much of a job looking into everything that uh, the, the Obama administration did to undermine the incoming uh, Trump administration, such as, you know, abuses of foreign um, intel, uh, the, of FISA Act warrants and uh, the whole Spygate affair. Um, it has not really been looked at. And and there's a lot there, and I'm, I'm, I, it's about time that they do that. Maybe the thinking, maybe Trump's thinking is that um, if it goes to an actual trial in the Senate, you can expose them. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not sure in uh, which, what, you know, if that's a good idea. But I think that's what the president is thinking. And you know, because the way I look at it is, uh, you go all the way back to. I don't know how far back into 2015 when it became obvious that Trump was the nominee. They had to be having parties. All the Democrats had to be celebrating because Hillary was in. And and right up to the election yeah, day. Yeah, they were popping champagne corks long before the election. Yeah, but but not only that, but, but thinking that uh, all this stuff that we thought we might have to worry about, don't worry about it, Hillary's in. And then uh, election, and then... You know, right up till the election. I mean, uh, was it New York Times? I think said that the the, the chances of Hillary winning in, were ninety eight percent chance that she's going to be elected president, and then all of a sudden she's not. I mean, they had fireworks ready to go off election night. They thought it was in. So uh, yeah. I just it just makes me think that they were doing things that they knew were wrong, but they knew they couldn't be be would have to pay any price for because their candidate was going to be president, and they were in they were in for at least another four more years. And I don't think right, that, and that meant that all the problems would be swept under the rug, legally speaking. Yeah, and I don't think enough is said about that. I, I think so much, and I don't know when. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but I don't know when the whole um, Hunter Biden stuff started. It was it was back in 2015, I think, at some point. When when he got the job, and I don't know if it, by by that point Hillary was already in, but still, uh, you know, Joe Biden's been around too long to think. I, I think to think that he could get away with his son getting a deal like that and nobody asking about it, unless he was one hundred percent confident that the people that were going to be elected weren't going to be asking about it because they were his buddies. Yeah, that sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. what? What do we know about yep. uh, Victor Shokin, S-H-O-K-I-N, the former Ukraine prosecutor, and why he was fired? Well, he was fired. Well, okay. Um, well, first off, just about everybody in public life in Ukraine is corrupt. So it's it's pretty hard from the vantage point of it's pretty hard from over here, thousands of miles away, to know exactly what's going on. But my understanding, unless you follow this stuff, you know, very, very closely, which I don't, I follow it, but not, you know, microscopically like a foreign policy expert might. But, but the, he was accused, the, the Victor Shokin was accused of not, um, of not prosecuting, uh, of not investigating these things properly and, uh, and uh, of, you know, of, of general corruption and, that was the reason given for for getting rid of him. Um, that uh, that that he wasn't acting, uh, and that's that's how they got rid of him. But it turns out that um, he told Rudy Giuliani when he was he met with him in January of this year, and Rudy Giuliani, as you know, is President Trump's personal attorney now. Uh, that um, there was something going on with Biden, and that he was. He was fired because he was, and uh, because he was looking into it. So I think that there is, um, you know, there is some there there. And uh, he was told, Shokin told Giuliani that the U.S. ambassador at the time in 2015 
told him, let's see, that the investigation has to be handled with white gloves, which according to Mr. Shokin implied that he should do nothing. And these are according to Rudy Giuliani's notes from interviewing um, um, Prosecutor Shokin, Victor Shokin, in January of this year. So he was, in other words, the Obama administration um, put heat on Ukrainian authorities to get rid of Shokin. If you if you, you connect all the dots, that's what Shokin is saying. And he and he's pretty much saying that he thinks he was uh, fired because he wouldn't back off quickly enough from the Joe Biden uh, from the Hunter Biden story. Right. That that appears to be what he's saying. Yes. Well, uh, has the media have the media succeeded in making Rudy Giuliani look like he's unhinged? Because he's been pretty much of a oh, maniac when he's been on the air. They have they have portrayed him as a maniac, as you know, as someone who's out of control. But um, they tend, you know, they tend to do that with anybody who's being affected. You know, like Ann Coulter said, if they're not calling you names, chances are you're not being very effective. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, yeah, they're going to portray him, him as a psycho, and that's what they do. They already portray Trump as a psycho. Mm-hmm. So. Well, what that, that works with a lot of the population, so why shouldn't they, if it works, with the, you know, why shouldn't they keep doing it? We're talking to Matthew Vadim, a couple minutes more here. He's an investigative reporter, has a column up at uh, frontpagemag.com called Schiff's Deep State Collusion. Um, uh, what is CrowdStrike? Uh, people have heard that name thrown around, and, and why do uh, does President Trump feel the need to mention that to Zelensky, the president of Ukraine? Well, there's a, a rumor that the, the server that CrowdStrike had was spirited off the Ukraine, and you know, I don't. Again, I don't know if that's true, but mm-hmm. CrowdStrike is famous because it was the cybersecurity firm that the Democratic National Committee called in to, um, to write a report after the DNC claimed to have been hacked uh, by Russians, and the CrowdStrike CrowdStrike did do a report. They're based in California, but they did investigate and they did write a report and they did say that Russians hacked the DNC uh, computer platform. Uh, However, we don't know the specific details and we've all just been taking CrowdStrike's word for it uh, ever since then. And um, I think former special counsel Robert Mueller even did so in his report saying that, you know, it was a, a, a fact that this happened, but there's no one's ever seen actual paperwork uh, detailing what happened. Uh, so Trump was referring to CrowdStrike that he wanted some help looking into what happened with CrowdStrike in the conversation with um, the Ukrainian president uh, Vladimir Vladimir Zelensky back on July 25th. That's the transcribed conversation that launched um, Pelosi's uh, uh, unofficial. Um, uh, you know, uh, bargain basement impeachment inquiry. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, impeachment light, some people are calling it, because <laughs> yeah. uh, there's no resolution, organizing a resolution passed saying what the committees have the authority to do and so on. It's all just a free-for-all. I guess the House doesn't have to do it under the Constitution, but this has been the procedure in the last three uh, presidential impeachment inquiries was to pass a resolution saying they're going to have an impeachment inquiry, and they just didn't do that this time because, well, because it's a farce. But in any event, that's what CrowdStrike is. It's a cybersecurity firm that um, that the DNC uh, uh, hired to confirm that the Russians hacked the DNC computers. No. And um, we don't we don't know if the DNC uh, computers were ever hacked. We don't have actual proof. We just have CrowdStrike's word for it. And. Um. That in itself is something that should be investigated. Matthew, I am completely out of time. i got 10 seconds. I'm against a hard break. Thank you very much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay, Matthew Vadim, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is applauding the latest jobs report. 
Here's White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Employers added a modest 136,000 jobs in September, and the U.S. unemployment rate dropped to 3.5 percent, its lowest level in five decades. We haven't had numbers like this in a long time. Wages are up by almost 3 percent. That's a fantastic increase. The president, who's counting on a strong economy to boost his re-election, says the U.S. is outperforming other countries, including China. Greg Clugston, Washington. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says the U.S. economy is facing some risks at the moment, but overall it's in a good place, and the Fed's main job is to, quote, keep it there as long as possible, unquote. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 372 points, the Nasdaq rose 110, the S&P 500 advanced 41. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Bill O'Reilly. And I'm Alexander Green, Chief Investment Strategist of the Oxford Club. Now, I've been following Alex's work here for 15 years. Alex joins me in what we're calling the Great American Wealth Project. It's a free online event that will show you how to get wealthy in the booming Trump economy. Alex, right now, there are more millionaires created each day than at any other time in history. Yet at the same time, many hardworking folks get left behind. And that's exactly why we created the Great American Wealth Project, to help those who aren't ready for retirement and deserve the chance to retire rich. At the event, I'm giving away details on my number one millionaire-making stock. Alex and I reveal exactly what it takes to supercharge your wealth. Plus, I'll show you how to get my brand new book, The United States of Trump, absolutely free. So please make sure you join us at the Great American Wealth Project. Just go to O'ReillyWealthProject.com to get started. Again, that's O'ReillyWealthProject.com. Presented by the Oxford Club. Jay Sekulow and his son Jordan explain the priority of the Democrats. The number one goal of the Democrats and the left in the next election cycle is to defeat President Trump. Yeah, they'd like to keep on the House of Representatives. Yeah, they'd love to add some more seats, maybe take back the Senate, but that's pretty difficult for them. Their number one goal is to defeat President Trump. And it's been to defeat President Trump since before he took the oath of office. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at AM 1250. The answer. The values we hold dear in this country are under attack, and there is no bigger American defender than Dinesh D'Souza, our best conservative filmmaker and author. This is your chance to meet Dinesh, learn of his work with 1776 Freedom's Calling, and hear him speak Thursday, October 24th at the Duquesne Club in Pittsburgh. VIP reception at 6.15, dinner at 7. Get your tickets at 1776freedomscalling.com or call 412-423-8210. Be part of this historic night with Dinesh D'Souza. If you're worried about market volatility or the possibility of losing money in the next market crash, the time to act is now. Effective financial management involves identifying opportunities. And with a 10-year bull market run, markets around all-time highs, and a highly contested election cycle right around the corner, we have an opportunity now to protect what's important. Don't risk losing a significant portion of your life savings in the next market downturn. Call Hunt & Associates today, 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. Pittsburgh homeowners rate Pella number one as a leading window brand. Susan wrote, we are thrilled with our new Pella windows and door. The installation process was superior to any other work we've had done in the past. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Wow. Thank you, Susan. Low pressure consultation plus expert installation. At Pella, it's just what we do. Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Looking pretty solid on the Parkway East outbound. Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swiss Vale. Parkway West really stacking up inbound. 79 to the Fourth Fifth Tunnel. Outbound delays Banksville Road at Carnegie. And uh, also from 79 to Campbell's Run Road. On outbound 79, that's very heavy from the Parkway North up to 19. Parkway North goes down approaching the 79 merge. Outbound 65 heavy to the McKees Rocks Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
We'll be turning out mostly clear across the area tonight. It will be chilly for the overnight hours, low 43. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high 68. Clouds will be increasing tomorrow night, low 57. Then for Sunday, mostly cloudy but milder. With a couple of showers around the area, Sunday's high 73 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we spent a lot of time on this show talking about how men and boys are being treated these days. We've talked about the feminization of the American male, the war on men. Uh, things are a lot different for men now, and they're especially a lot different for boys compared to, well, at least uh, compared to when I grew up way back in the 20th century. Uh, Dr. Warren Farrell has been writing and talking about this for a long time. He's written seven books on men's and women's issues. He's written a book called The Boy Crisis, Why All Boys Are Struggling and What We Can Do About It. And he joins us now. Thanks for being here, Doctor. I'm looking forward to our talking. So uh, the title of your book says, All Boys Are Struggling. That's a lot of boys. That, that tells me you think it's, I guess it's a universal problem. Uh, no, it, it doesn't say why all boys are struggling, but rather why our boys are struggling. Uh, and okay. so you know, some boys are and some boys aren't. Okay. Actually, and actually, there's really a gap between the boys who have a lot of father involvement, more than our generation had, and um, and then versus the boys that have many, very minimal father involvement. Um, and that's sort of the gap, what I call the gap between the dad and rich boys and the dad uh, the dad deprived boys and so the uh, what I found in looking at 56 countries around the world is that the boys that are really having you know that the boy crisis basically resides where dads do not reside and uh, you and I are from the same generation you're a couple years older than I am a few years older but um, I say all the time when I grew up and I grew up in a middle-class neighborhood uh, in the suburbs of Pittsburgh here and the, I'm a baby boomer, so there were everybody had kids. There were every family had three and four kids. I knew all uh, all the kids that were swarming the neighborhood, and all the friends that I had. I knew one, uh, a, a pair of brothers who had um, whose mother worked, and they were the only. Uh, there was only, most of the car uh, houses in the neighborhood had a one car garage because everybody's mother was home, and I these. These two boys that uh, were friends of mine, they also were the only ones I knew who had a divorced parents. He was the, their uh, mother and father uh, were, you know, there was a second marriage for both of them. And that's the only, only ones sh- I knew. If I were to share my background, it would be almost word for word with yours was as well. Yeah. And the, the, the one thing I would add was that the one boy that um, I only knew one boy, Robert Burns, in, the, in our class, who, um, who did, who had. Um, a, a divorced parent, and uh, he lives with his mom. And he was also the only one that spoke back to his parents. He yelled at his mother, uh, mother rather, yelled at his mother, swore at his mother, and um, you know a- acted out quite um, fiercely. And um, eventually, my parents asked me not to play with yeah. him because of the way that he treated his mom. Well, these two guys. Uh, this is when I'm, you know, fourteen, fifteen years old. This is where we, there, it was their house we went to to smoke cigarettes when we were 14 uh-huh. and 15. Yes. Because their, their mother worked. She was the only one that we knew. It was the only, so that was the only place we could go to get away with it. It's the only mother who yes. worked. So that's changed, yes, and, obviously, and that's a big part of it. Yes, and, and let's, let's work with that for a moment. Today, uh, 53% of women under 30 who have children have children without being married. And so that's, on the, that's, that's one demographic. The other demographic is that um, of, of, children, um, of, is children of divorce, which were, you know, is much, obviously much greater today than it was when you and I were growing up. And the boy crisis, um, the, the boys that have the greatest amount of problem, uh, problems are the ones that are children of divorce that have minimal or no father involvement, especially if the father and mother live more than 20 minutes drive time from each other, and then also um, if there's bad mouthing between the mother and father, and if there's no relationship counseling between mother and father. Um, and so if you, if you want to have, if you're, ha- if, if you're a family that has a divorce and you want to minimize the amount of problems that uh, the children have in general, but boys have in particular, um, the four things to 
do is have about an equal amount of time with mother and father. And number two, make sure that the children can hear or detect no bad mouthing from father to mother or mother to father. And number three, that you live in about within about 20 minutes drive time from each other and then, so that the children don't resent uh, missing uh, activities, uh, sports, or you know, being with their friends on birthdays and so on um, by, by going to the other parent's house. And number four, that you do consistent communication counseling or relationship counseling um, with with your with the mother or the father with the, you know, the parents, and um, you know, so that you don't just have to do that when there's an emergency or go to court and get a lawyer when there's an emergency and have no idea of the best intent of the other parent. Uh, I listened to a talk that you gave, uh, and I, you really made an excellent point about Black Lives Matter and what people miss when they talk about that concept of black lives mattering. What, and yes, and, 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 the, and what's missing is that the black lives, that the, the blacks who are, the black people who are usually, um, who are killed by police officers, for example, or shot by police officers, or by the ratio other. is, yeah. is 20, uh, yes, or by, well, no, this is just police officers yeah. now, are 24 times more likely to be male mm-hmm. than female. So we're really talking black, about black male lives matter. And then what your point um, is that you know, bl- the, the killings among blacks um, are far more likely to be of each other, that's correct, uh, male to, and, and not just blacks to blacks, but black males to black males. And so the male part of being black is really more important in terms of dangerous, you know, which is where the black lives matter emanates from, uh, than the than the black part of being black. Yeah, and I think you mentioned in the in the talk that I heard, um, you called you said uh, black lives matter, but black boys matter because uh, many of the I don't know if it's most you have the numbers, but the the black males who are being killed are boys more than they are That's- men. Yes, absolutely. Much more likely to be boys than men. And again, killed by black males. Mm-hmm. Um, so black males are likely to kill black males. And whereas uh, white males are more likely to do, um, kill themselves by suicide. Um, or, and, and so you're uh, overall looking at the male versus female population. Uh, when boys and girls are nine, um, they commit suicide hardly at all and equally to each other. Between the ages of 10 and 14, um, boys are twice as likely to commit suicide as are girls. Between the ages of 15 and 19, boys are four times as likely to commit suicide as girls are. And between the ages of 20 and 24, um, boys are about four and a half times as likely to commit, uh, I'm sorry, f- five times as likely to commit suicide um, as uh, girls are. So you have a, um, a as uh, as puberty uh, sets in and adolescence set it, sets in, and boys have both their biological male role and their socialized male role, it makes them much more likely to feel like they've failed, that they're a loser, uh, that there's no one that will listen to them, no one that needs them, nobody that, no sense of purpose. In the old days, uh, boys were much more likely to be killed in, um, in war. Every generation had its war, and tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of boys went to war. And so boys sort of were, were told, you'll be a hero if you risk your life being disposable in this war or, or you risk you get out of the war and you risk your life being disposable as a firefighter or a police officer or in, in a hazardous job. And so boys learned that there was a sense of purpose. The, the bad news was that they often died uh, to prove their, their purpose. Uh, and the good news today is that fewer boys have to die to prove their purpose. The bad news is that many boys experience a purpose void because the old senses of purpose um, of dying in war or being a sole breadwinner um, are no longer um, define themselves as being a male today. And so the good news is that boys have opportunities today to be um, you know, to be to be musicians or artists or elementary school teachers or so on if they wish to and they're inclined in that direction. The bad news is uh, that the that they're much more likely to not have a father involved. 
and what the father brings to the the parenting table on average is discipline and the discipline creates postponed gratification the postponed gratification as, as you were talking about with you know it was a lack of discipline you were able to go over to that house and and smoke um, you know smoke a cigarette and so on and so what i discovered in looking doing the research for the boy crisis is that the that that um, mothers and fathers tend to set boundaries exactly the same way they both say some version of like sweetie you know you, you can have um some ice cream when you finish your peas and um, children will test boundaries the same way they'll probably try to have of course as few peas as possible before they get their ice cream and then um but um the the difference is in the way moms and dads tend on average to enforce boundaries um the child will learn to say something like you know oh, i had a hard time in school today i was bullied by jimmy again um i really feel sad and you know the and mom will go oh well all right um, i'll tell you what i don't want to get into a big argument over a few peas when you're sad mm-hmm. so okay today you can have just a few peas and then you can have your ice cream Dad will try to, you know, will be more likely to say, I'm sorry about that, but you've got to have, finish your peas before you get your ice cream. And then, you know, the kid will go, oh, you're so mean. Mommy doesn't do that. Um, and, you know, and dad will say, you will continue whining and complaining, and then there'll be no more ice cream tomorrow night either. Um, and so, um, and then the boy learns that with dad, it's more likely to learn uh, that I have to focus on doing what I need to do, finish the peas before I get what I want to have, the ice cream. Uh, with the with the mother, the boy is more likely to learn. Um, I can manipulate a better deal if I appeal to her sympathy, um, and um, and learns better how to manipulate. So the outcome is that children raised predominantly by dads, only fifteen percent of them have ADHD. They're far more likely to focus wow. their attention on doing what they need to do. Among children raised predominantly by moms. 30 plus percent of them have ADHD. They learn that, that they don't have to focus their attention on finishing the piece. They can fo- focus their attention on manipulating a better deal. Now, what you just described there, uh, uh, Warren, is that, is the, uh, to me anyway, is um, coming from an era when your mother would say, wait until your father comes home. Yes, and of course, if there is no father um, that comes home, then then we don't have that same discipline. But that was a big thing for a mother to say. That that pretty much that 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 had a tendency to calm things down in my house, anyway. In uh, every house that I know of, (laughs) it's like yes, you you didn't want the father to come home, and really, and that was a a terrible role for the father to have to Mm -hmm. you know be you know to sort of come into an argument from the outside and then take sides uh, just because. You're you're the father, and um, without sort of listening carefully to both the you know the father and the child and so on, and um, you know I used to sometimes call my mother her, and my father said, nope, that's not okay. She's your mom. Well, I'm mad at her. Um, you know, <laughs> she's your mom. You call her mom. You show respect. There's no alternative to that. And um, you know, and so that, and I'm sure you, you had the same type of um, parental responsibility. But the important thing about this discipline is that it creates postponed gratification, and postponed gratification is the single biggest predictor of whether a child becomes successful or unsuccessful, whether it's a boy or a girl child. And so there's a real, um, it's really important for the children to have that type of discipline to create that postponed gratification because when they go to school, they, they learn to do their, they, they do their homework. And if they don't have that postponed gratification, they get distracted by an incoming text or an invitation to play a video game. And then they don't finish the homework or they don't have the discipline to, to be, let's say the mother will be particularly good usually at um, sensing what a child wants to do and what his dream is. And so let's say the child is good at music or a football or playing a you know, sport or uh, being in the theater. Mother will really encourage that. But if the child doesn't have the discipline, he can't practice the lines. He can't practice the the drills. Um, he doesn't get he, he doesn't accomplish his dream. After a while, many of these boys and girls become afraid to dream, and that is sad for both sexes. Um, but it's particularly sad for impactful for boys because boys who are who don't accomplish things and don't perform well tend to find that when it comes to boy girl time, 
girls are interested in dating the winners of you know, the, the high school, uh, the football quarterback or so on. They're not um, interested in dating boys who get bad grades, who don't play sports, uh, who can't accomplish things. And so then those boys turn to porn and their brain gets addicted to the stimulation of pornography, uh, which only makes it um, harder and harder for them to deal with real-life real women, which where the dopamine effect is much lower. And so the, um, th- those boys try, s- tend to find that when the girl f- a girl finally does take interest in them, she feels treated like an object, as in a pornography movie, because she is being treated like an object. So she withdraws from him, which only turns him back to porn, and the cycle continues. Well, I only have about 30 seconds left, and I hate to do this to you because uh, it's not enough time. But what is, is there a solution, and what is the, at least, what is the, a, a realistic thing you can do to try to come to a solution? First, if you're a mom with a biological father available, understand the nine differences between what biological dads contribute versus moms contribute and why both dad and mom style parenting are important. If you're a single, if you're a, if you have a step, dad involved, make sure he's not an advisor, but an equally um, potent parent in in your life, and his style of parenting is is acknowledged. Otherwise, he'll withdraw from the parenting process. If you're a single mom who can't get uh, a man like that involved, make sure your children get involved with Boy Scouts, your boys get involved with uh, Cub Scouts, uh, Boy Scouts, um, uh, have a male male teachers in school, male mentors, a, a younger boy to mentor is even more important. Uh, make sure he gets involved in sports, um, team sports, um, individual sports, and pickup team sports are especially important. Those are just a few of maybe a hundred solutions I suggest right. to the boy crisis book. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm actually a little bit over, but I, but everything that you said uh, would if people do that, they reduces the chances of your son going to prison, doesn't it? That's correct, and, and being depressed, withdrawing, becoming video game addicted, obese, and so on. Hey, I appreciate it, uh, Doctor uh, Warren Farrell. The boy crisis: why our boys are struggling and what we can do about it. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome. It's a pleasure talking with you. And we'll be right back. So many exciting things happening in Pittsburgh. And when I look at that, it's exciting to be in a ministry and in an organization that can bring innovation to reaching the homeless. Joel Gilliam. Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. We've developed what we call a continuum of care, where we are wanting to be able to help people no matter where they are to get to the next level towards being productive and whole. We can come along, not just those who are homeless, but those who have mental health issues, those who have employment issues. We want to be able to provide counseling for them, a safe environment for them to be in, a community for them to live in. And then even as they get into community, we want to have wraparound services for them to help them stay in their apartment or their house once they get out. It's a much more comprehensive program than it's been before, and so it's an exciting time to be here. Help give someone a hand up through a one-time gift or monthly donation today. Visit lightoflife.org slash give. lightoflife.org slash give. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Community Bank. City Mission. Number One Cochrane. Highmark Stadium. Peters Township Community Center. Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. 
the choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Regenerate Me, now open in Bethel Park, is helping people restore, rebuild, and regenerate their bodies through Advanced Biological Therapy, or ABT. Advanced Biological Therapy gets amazing results by helping your body regenerate skin, restore metabolism, and relieve chronic joint problems to avoid surgery. Regenerate Me specializes in bone and joint issues like arthritis, skin problems due to aging, and even fat loss. Learn more at RegeneratePGH.com. From the Services tab, click the ABT Candidate Program and fill out the questionnaire. A health professional will call you back and help you determine if advanced biological therapy is for you. Regenerate Me's equipment and treatments have been cleared for safety by the FDA and are not covered by health insurance or Medicare. Call 412-851-3811 to schedule a no-obligation consultation or attend the next office dinner lecture on October 16th, catered by Pasta 2 to find out more. Seating is limited. RSVP now. 412-851-3811. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. An out-of-town storm chaser going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show. On AM 1250, The Answer. Uh, I might have been exposed to some toxic masculinity when I was in school. I, I, I wanted to get into with uh, Dr. Farrell, um, uh, some, one of the things he talked about I didn't get to cover was the feminization of education. He talks about how uh, there just are not enough men teaching boys in grade school and even in high school. And it reminded me that when I went to high school, I went to an all-boys school, and I went from ninth grade until end of senior year without ever being taught by a woman. Every single teacher I had was a male. They were Christian brothers. And, um, uh, you know, I had a Latin teacher who, if he'd say, where's your homework, Smokey? As he called everybody Smokey. <laughs> and uh, if you didn't have it, uh, he didn't do anything except tell you to go to the back of the room and do knee bends. See, a woman teacher wouldn't do that. And uh, nobody complained. Nobody went home and told their parents about it. But there were plenty of men around. They were Christian brothers. Some of them were a little strange. But uh, we uh, we were pretty well schooled in what it means to be a man and what it means to have responsibility. And uh, there were no carnations handed out on, uh, on Sweetheart Day because we didn't have that stuff. It was all men. We were men. And we grew up to be men when men were men or something like that. I'll talk to you on Thursday. I'm off a few days next week. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.